Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the book Killer Thinking by Tim Duggan. Keep listening to find out why the best ideas are killer ideas. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is the book Killer Thinking, a brand new book that came out just a few days ago by Tim Duggan, who is the author of Cult Status. If you think you've recognised Tim's name, that might well be why. It's a really enjoyable read. I'll share a little bit more about what I thought of it as I go through the episode. But as a quick heads up, this is the last live book episode for a couple of weeks. I'm heading to the UK for a few weeks of finally seeing my family and friends after three years. So I'm going to take a little break from recording. And I'm going to be sharing with you some interviews that I did earlier this year for which were uh, hosted for my Patreon members, which I've since stopped doing. So the Patreon no longer exists. So it was a little trial I was doing. So the interviews that I did that were bonus content for members I'm now going to be slowly releasing throughout the year. So a couple of those are coming up over the next couple of weeks. So don't worry, you'll still have something to listen to on Steph's Business Bookshelf over the few weeks that I'm away. And if you want to follow my travels and where, which books I'm reading while I'm away, some of my travel tips and bookshops that I may or may not be visiting uh, whilst I'm in the UK, then you can follow me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf. There's a link to that as usual in the show notes right down the bottom. Give that a little follow and yeah, we can connect while I am away. So for episode 170, let's make sure we finish with a bang for a little before a little break and talk about a an excellent new book. Let me tell you a little bit more about the book and then about the author and then as usual the three big ideas. A little bit about the book. We need better ideas right now. Everywhere you look there are growing problems that require fresh creative thinking to help us solve. The good news is that anyone can learn to master the art of creativity to turn good ideas into brilliant ones. That's what this book is about. Those killer ideas that have a positive impact on many people with near infinite winners. The type you hear about and think damn I wish I'd thought of that. Tim Duggan, the co-founder of Junkie Media, will show you how to identify and generate your own ideas with big potential and then how to refine and bring them to life. Learn from the creative minds behind some of the most innovative ideas out there like Canva, KeepCup, Movember, Linktree, B Corp, ZeroCo and more. That is taken from Tim's website, timduggan.com.au, link in the show notes. A little bit about the author. Tim Duggan is an author, advisor and optimist who firmly believes in the power of businesses to do good. He has co-founded several digital media ventures, most notably Junkie Media, the leading digital publisher for young Australians, which was acquired by the ASX-listed Ooh Media. His first book, Cult Status, How to Build a Business People Adore, was named the best entrepreneurship and small business book in the 2021 Australian Business Book Awards. His second book on creativity in the workplace, Killer Thinking, is out now, which we know. We're talking about it right now. He's also currently the chairman of the Digital Publishers Alliance, a group representing over 100 titles from the leading independent publishers in the country, as well as working with a range of businesses that he's passionate about. That's also taken from timduggan.com.au. A link is in the show notes. So similar to the book I mentioned last week, we talked about last week, which was Shane Hatton's book, Let's Talk Culture. This book, also an Australian author, has lots of Australian related businesses and case studies, etc. So if you're a bit over hearing about all the American examples, as much as they're good ones, obviously, this might be a nice breath of fresh air as you talk about some of the Australian businesses doing things differently, shaking things up and bringing good and excellent and killer ideas to life. All right, let's get into the three big ideas from the book Killer Thinking by Tim Duggan. Big idea number one, the best ideas are killer. 
Tim's model for what makes an idea better than good and better than great is the acronym KILLER, which is kind, impactful, loved, lasting, easy and repeatable. And most of those kind of really do what they say on the tin. So kind businesses is businesses that are you know, having a net good impact, impactful. So they're having big effects on big groups of people, multiple communities potentially in a particular area or a particular type of industry. They're loved. Okay, I probably don't need to explain that one. They're lasting. So they're not just a trend and not just a fad. They've got longevity. Easy. So people understand what they do and the benefit are and what the benefit might be to them and repeatable. And he talks about this in the sense that they create their own momentum to keep them self-sustaining in perpetuity. So they can be repeated over time, different places, different industries or different audiences and maybe gaining new audiences as they go as well. So he talks about a killer idea being contagious, powered by its own brilliance, which I think is quite a nice way of describing that. So, and what you can tell by those as well, that this is about the idea, the idea needs to be killer, but also about its execution, the easy element, the repeatable, the lasting, the sustainability of it. The idea alone is not enough. The execution has to be killer as well. And these criteria that go that go beyond good and great and then get to killer ideas means that there's also an infinite amount of upsides and none or very, very few downsides. So one of the ideas that Tim talks about is this idea of winners and losers. And you should put a winners and losers lens over your ideas and use the losers or the potential losers as a result of your idea to stretch an idea and design out of your idea the fact that anyone should lose as a result of it. So the way you make your ideas better is making it so that almost nobody loses as a result of your idea coming to life. And it's important to note that the creative thinking for a create for a killer idea is within everyone. It's within you, it's within me, it's within your next door neighbour, it's within your brother, your sister, whoever it is. You might just not have had a chance to show it just yet. But by using some of the techniques in the book and your own creativity, you can absolutely come up with your own killer ideas yourself. So that's big idea number one. The best ideas are killer. Big idea number two is the eight steps to a killer idea. So now that we know what a killer idea is and what it looks like, you might want to know how to come up with one or refine your ideas into one yourself. There's eight steps to this and he has put this as almost like a little key, like a little keyhole is what the the model looks like. And you start at the bottom. And you start at the bottom with step number one, which is be your problems therapist. So this is about the this about the research, it's about taking in information, absorbing it, and starting to think about what is the real problem. Looking at it from different perspectives, different angles, by getting in and really understanding the problem. Step number two is fit your own mask first. As you move up vertically up the model, you fit your own mask first. So you have to look after yourself and your own creativity, making sure you've created the space to, to be creative by doing your own individual ideation rather than doing in, getting into groups and doing group stuff because that's horribly ineffective for coming up with brilliant ideas. Step three is plus each other's ideas. So this is where you actually do get to bring other people into it and you add on, you make this into a generative and iterative approach where you add to each other's ideas rather than shooting them down. And so it's very much a yes and not a no, but all that type of stuff. Step four is to sit with it, which means you let the ideas breathe. You give them a bit of space to let them come to life and ferment in the way that they need to. Step five is apply the right filter. So this is coming up with the maybe the design principles or the elements that you need to make sure your idea is feasible and making sure it meets the criteria that is required in order for the idea to be killer and to work. 
Step six is to stretch it out, which is taking your idea and then stretching it even further. So this is where you might think about things like your winners and losers. So if you draw up your list and you think about, right, this is the idea, this is the people it's going to benefit, but these are the people who might maybe even suffer as a result of your idea. Thinking about how you can stretch the idea even more so that those people aren't affected or there is no downsides to your potential idea or your business or whatever it might be. Step seven is launch into a rising tide, which is knowing about what else is happening in the zeitgeist in the world, what trends exist, which mean that your idea will just kind of get swept into what is happening in the world at the moment. And it means that you are able to probably benefit from other things happening and the other people who are maybe doing similar things to you as well. So it's knowing what trends are happening, what what else is happening in the world that you can piggyback off of. And then finally, step eight, listen with open ears. Your ideas won't exist in a vacuum and especially once they're out in the world. So how do you take the feedback, take the experiences of your end users, your customers, whoever it is that you are working with to build your idea even further? So once again, there's the eight steps to a killer idea. Number one, be your problems therapist. Number two, fit your own mask first. Number three, plus each other's ideas. Number four, sit with it. Number five, apply the right filter. Six, stretch it out. Seven, launch into a rising tide. And eight, listen with open ears. Now, if you've done any kind of design thinking, human-centered design type work or study or learning before, you some of, some of those things will feel, feel pretty familiar to you. And there, there is absolutely some overlap between those methodologies and what Tim puts in this book. But one of the things I really liked about Tim's approach to these is the questions. So in each of the, as a lot of good books have these days, at the end of each chapter, each section, he gives some questions, some exercises, some activities you can do. And some of those I thought went a little bit deeper than some other books in on this kind of topic. So I definitely recommend having a look, even if you might be kind of familiar with some of those things before, but maybe haven't put them into practice. This is a really nice one-stop shop for that. So let's begin at number two, the eight steps to a killer idea. Big idea number three, space inputs time. Killer ideas don't appear fully formed, as Tim says in the book. So we need to get better at nurturing them into existence. And this is actually one of the eight steps in the book. But I think this also goes across a number of the other steps in the book as well, is making sure that we have the space, the inputs and the time in order to make our idea even better. So giving an idea space might look like physical space to float around and ferment. So you might plan to go on a boring long drive in order to give your idea space to float around your head. You might do some chores, which are inherently boring, of course. You might go out on a hike and give some maybe some nature that you want to immerse your idea into. But it's about giving your ideas physical space to float around and get a bit, get a bit better and, and grow. The second part is inputs. Some ideas need fertilization along with the fermentation of space and time to, to, to exist. So you can fertilize your ideas through conversations or with a piece of fruit as Jorn Utzon did with an orange when he was creating the Sydney Opera House design. He, the input he put was to get an orange, peel it, take the segments and look at how the relationship of those segments could work together in different ways and different layouts, which ultimately gave him the inspiration for the Sydney Opera House design. The important thing here is to think about where are those inputs coming from? What are the adjacent ideas you might want to look, you might want to think about or immerse yourself in that might not be directly related to your idea that might help? And making sure you've got something to record your ideas in or on whilst you're out on the move within this, taking the space that you might want to in order to make the ideas grow. And then finally, time. This is the three parts of time is boredom, sleep and purposeful thinking time. 
which is really important to giving yourself the time to think about the idea in a deeper way. So schedule boredom into your days and weeks. And there's various examples in the book of the almost cave-like conditions that some people create for themselves in order to have no stimulation and think about being very, very bored in a space in order to be able to think a bit differently without interruption uh, and making sure all of your ideas get slept on. You're sleeping well in order to come up with ideas and dreams and ways of thinking about things that you might not otherwise. So that's big idea number three, space, inputs and time. Three things that your killer ideas will need in order to grow. So we go, three big ideas from the book, Killer Thinking by Tim Duggan. Big idea number one, the best ideas are killer. Big idea number two, the eight steps to a killer idea. And big idea number three, space, inputs and time. As I mentioned, it's a really enjoyable book to read. Tim's a very good writer in terms of breaking ideas down. That sounds a bit meta, doesn't it, given that it's a whole book about ideas, but breaking ideas down and pulling them together and sharing examples that are really relevant and fun and doing that in a way that is very readable, which I particularly enjoyed. Also really enjoyed the Australian examples, as I mentioned earlier, and the fact that Tim also talks about his own business experience and some of the ideas and the ways that he has developed his ideas over the last few years of his work. I particularly enjoyed some of the reflection questions as some that I have dogged the pages for because they're ones that I want to come back to as I'm kind of thinking about a few different ideas and new things at the moment, which hopefully I'll be able to talk about very soon. And a couple of which made me think, oh, actually, that's not a perspective I'd thought of before and, and, and really should as much as I have re- read quite a bit around creativity and innovation and design thinking, human-centered design and, and ideation of those types of things too. So definitely was a nice, fresher perspective. Didn't feel too repetitive on other types of similar books so definitely one worth reading if you're into your creativity and idea generation type topics all right that's it from me for a couple of weeks if you've read something new you want to tell me about that you think i should be putting on my bookshelf then the best ways to contact me are on linkedin or instagram contact details are at the bottom of the show notes but otherwise until next time happy reading